At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circa Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always follow along on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S C O T T S O N. A-I-R. We inch closer and closer to the first round of the NFL Draft Thursday right here in Las Vegas as uh, we're trying to get our bets in as quickly as we can because we'll only have about a half a day tomorrow to get it done. As 24 hours before the draft, they will pull everything from the books here in Las Vegas. We have plenty of draft coverage coming on this program here tonight as we gear up for the first round and also heading into tomorrow as well, we will talk about everything you need to bet on the NFL draft. The NBA playoffs resume, and we have another series that has come to a close. The Miami Heat take care of business on home court, beating the Hawks 97-94. They win, but they don't cover. Spread in this one was 6.5-7. And then it was announced that Jimmy Butler was not going to play. The line moved to four and a half. Tough beat. Heat win by three. They don't cover. This Heat team just dealing with a lot of injuries. You know, Jimmy Butler with the knee inflammation did not play. Kyle Lowry's hurt. Uh, For the Hawks, uh, Bogdanovich did not play. Trey Young didn't even make a three in this game. Uh, And then Clint Capella leaves the game early as well. So it was kind of an injury-riddled game between both sides. But ultimately, when it's all said and done, the Miami Heat pick up a win. In my mind, I don't think the Jimmy Butler injury is anything serious because I feel like because we didn't know about it until so soon before game time that he wasn't going to play with this knee inflammation or whatever, it makes me kind of lean towards the idea that if this were a more important game, and I'm not saying the game wasn't important, but they have a 3-1 lead, they're at home, they feel confident that they can get the job done without him, and they've played well without him at times this season. I think if they were 3-2, he plays. 3-1, a little bit of a cushion, he sits out. So Butler sits, the Heat get the win, and now they advance 
to take on the winner of the Raptors and the 76ers. And I started thinking about the Miami Heat today. And I wondered, are we disrespecting them this postseason? Doesn't it seem like the Miami Heat are the forgotten team here in the NBA playoffs? This was the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Yet all the conversation in the East is currently about the Boston Celtics. The Celtics are the favorite to win the Eastern Conference. The Celtics are the third favorite to win the NBA title. Right there with the Phoenix Suns, who are behind the Golden State Warriors. After the Celtics, you know, obviously the Celtics-Nets is what everybody was talking about. But then the conversation always goes to the Milwaukee Bucks. And I understand, they're the reigning champs. But let's not forget what this Miami Heat team has accomplished in recent seasons. This is a Miami Heat team that went to the NBA Finals in the bubble. And I think people forget that. They dealt with injuries last season, this season healthy, with more reinforcements, and number one seed in the East. But it's all about the Boston Celtics, not about the Miami Heat. Heat plus 550 right now to win the NBA title. Heat plus 195 to win the East compared to the Celtics at plus 180. And it's interesting because that means that if these two teams played each other in a series in the Eastern Conference Finals, Celtics would be favored, even though the Heat would have home court advantage. So the Heat would have to be favored, at least in some of those games. Like if, if how much is home court worth? If both teams are even, then you would make it, I don't know, minus 140. For the home team in the Miami Heat, you give them two and a half, three points a game for being at home. So you'd say they'd be a two and a half or a three point favorite, maybe two and a half in games one and two, two and a half point dog in games three and four. Is that fair? But it's not the case because the Celtics are actually the higher favorite to win the Eastern Conference right now than the Miami Heat. And I think that's kind of ridiculous because we're not talking about these two teams matching up together. That's not going to happen yet. No, the Celtics are going to have to get past the Milwaukee Bucks first. And then the Heat will be favored over the Raptors or the 76ers, more likely. And then we could talk about a matchup between these two teams, which we might not get if the defending champs have anything to say about that. So I think it's interesting when you take a look at the futures odds when you're comparing these teams and where they sit right now here in the NBA playoffs. Because again, the way that the bracket shakes out, Miami's going to play against Philly or Toronto, and the Celtics will take on the Bucks. And notice how I say Philly or Toronto as if that series is not over, because it isn't over. I think right now, 
for the 76ers, it's 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 almost time to hit the panic button. You have a 3-0 series lead, and now it's down 3-2. And you're playing the next game on Thursday night in Toronto. Now, Philly's a point-and-a-half favorite in Toronto, but if the Raptors are able to win that game, they will do something that only three teams in NBA history have done before, and that's force a game seven after being down three games to none. And anything can happen in a one-game situation. Right? That was the whole Kevin Millar thing against the Yankees. We win this game, meaning game four. Then we got Pedro and Schilling, and then anything could happen in a game seven. That's where the Raptors are at right now. And this 76ers team not walking around comfortably right now. Elsewhere on this Tuesday night, the Grizzlies thanks to some John Morant heroics at the end, were able to get by the Timberwolves 111-109. They win. They do not cover. Line was at 7 by the time it closed. And it's interesting because there was no... I talked about this with our senior NBA analyst, uh, Jonathan Von Tobel, host of Hardwood Handicappers, on our program last night. Why wasn't there an adjustment on the point spread here? Because in game one, the Grizzlies were, you know, six and a half, seven. Game two it was the same thing, six and a half, seven. This series has been much closer than that. Yet no adjustment here in game number five. The line is still, it was six and a half, moved to seven. Or it was six, then moved to six and a half, then seven. And the Timberwolves should have won this game. Timberwolves had multiple leads. And the Grizzlies come from behind. They win the fourth quarter by 13. And John Morant at the end, able to leak free on the inbound and with an acrobatic layup, win the game for the Grizzlies. Now this series shifts to Toronto for game number six. And that game will be on Friday. Haven't seen... A spread out, Memphis minus two on the road in Minnesota. How could you not like Minnesota? To make this a seven, to send this back to Memphis for a game seven. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 
the way that they've been playing. This series is it's almost a coin flip right now. And I'm shocked because I, I thought it was going to be Memphis all the way, but give credit to Minnesota. They played great. Speaking of playing great, there's only so much the Pelicans can do. And going up here against the Suns, they needed to have a great effort. And they fought hard throughout. Tough first quarter, you go down 12, and you're, you're playing catch-up the whole game. Um, for Phoenix, Bridges had, what do you have, 30 points? 31 points? Chris Paul, 22-11. and 11. Aiton had 19. Ingram and Column combined for 43, but it wasn't enough. New Orleans, I, I give them all the credit in the world for the way that they have fought in this series and for winning two games. And I've, I said that with the Booker injury, I was worried about, I wasn't worried about the Suns in game three. I was worried about them in game four with the quick turnaround. Now you have a couple days off. You play here in game five. Game six now is going to be on Thursday. With that quick turnaround, maybe, maybe New Orleans has a shot. Spreading that game, though, Suns minus three. I think that's baked in. The zigzag and the Pelicans have a real chance because the spread should have been higher, but it's only it. We'll talk NFL Draft coming up next with Jared Smith from PicksWise. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at zin.com slash 10. That's zyn.com slash 10. Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here. It's the look ahead on VCN, the Sports Betting Network, joined in studio by Jared Smith from PicksWise. No, that is not the first overall pick for the New York Jets. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Although you're wearing like the draft hat, it looks like. You know, yeah. so it does look like you're coming in here like I you feel are. Like so, yeah, it. First, the first overall pick. selection by PicksWise. I appreciate that plug. <laughs> Uh, Vison will come with the second pick. They're not trading back. <laughs> it's like you should come in and you should yeah. put the hat on, like you know, like a, like a well, the hair is yeah, all messed yeah. up now. If I took the hat off, so I got to keep it on. Sadly, but you know. so all right, all the festivities here in Vegas beginning on Thursday with the first round of the draft and so much information now coming mm. out and misinformation, if you will, about the top picks that has kind of thrown everything. It, it, it's it's just it's a whirlwind of information that is kind of turning things upside down. I had a mock that <laughs> I had my top ten, and no one cares what I think. But I had a top ten. Now I have to rip it up and do it all over again. Where are you right now in your process with your draft bets? Uh, have you locked in a bunch yet? Are you still tweaking things? Where are you in your process? Draft bet for the most part, the card is finalized. Dropped the column today on Pixwise. It's got everything in there. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll go over some of them. The issue with the draft betting is just the volatility. 
Mm. And you get to a certain point in the process, and we're late stages now. This is the mature part of the cycle, where anything that comes across the wire, I would say by tomorrow, I would not listen to. Hmm. I, I think yesterday was a very impactful day. Walker, you know, the market getting flipped on Monday, Walker being the number one pick, I think that is meaningful. Um, I, I think some of the moves we've seen with the defensive backs, Gardner and, and Stingley, I think that's meaningful because I'm hearing that bookmakers across town are calling each other saying, are you getting all this action on Stingley? Mm-hmm, are you getting mm-hmm, all this action mm-hmm. on Gardner? I think those are the two that we saw the most movement on individual player-wise. Um, and the, the juice here at, at Circa is just nuts on Stingley to the under, but I still think it's a decent bet. Um, and I think when we get to this point, it's really hard to find value. Because the lines move very quickly. There's no algorithms. There's no power ratings that it's based off of. It's based off of all, you know, conjecture. Yep. And information passed back and forth between sharp bettors. First to the window usually wins. And when you're last, you might not get the best number, but the bets tend to win. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part. You have to weigh where you are with the odds and, 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 and how much risk you can tolerate. But to me, the bets that, you know, the lines that move the most tends to be the biggest winners, the easiest winners, because the information usually is pretty sound. So are we convinced right now, as we are well, a little less than 48 hours, less than 48 hours away from the, the, the draft, are we convinced that it's Trayvon Walker number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars? The odds say that, and, and I think the fit makes sense. It does seem like the room is split. Um, Balky are you buying Yeah, are you buying into any of this where Shad Khan's going to step in and <laughs> no. overrule Balky and I, I now, granted, I don't know any of the owners personally, but if I was running a business, you don't hang out in those circles. No, or, sadly or? not. The, these hats don't get me into the <laughs> owner circle. Sadly, um, if I was running a business, and let's say I was running a sports betting network, and I wanted to hire somebody to be my lead anchor, mm-hmm. and I know nothing about sports betting, I know nothing about television, but I have a general manager of that network that knows everything. Like I'm trying to make money, and I'm trying yeah. to be the best sports betting network that I can that I can be. Why am I going to bring in someone that or hire someone to run the network when I don't have any expertise, and then I'm the one that's going to make the pick? To me, that doesn't make sense. And I understand that there's a ticket sales factor involved here. Yeah, but it's the difference between a lineman and a, and a defensive end. Like it's not going to really change the move the needle that much. I would let my football guys make the decision. So I don't buy any of that. Yeah, the owner's going to have his say. That's like picking your, you know, your bet based off of your, your team's you know, uniform. It doesn't make sense for a guy with no Although experience. Although when the Mets wear black, I'm just saying. You're, you're, uh, you're all yeah, in on the Mets. Know, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Walker won. That means it's going to be Hutchinson number agree, two. Yes. Which is the biggest slam dunk of the draft, right? Agreed. If the Lions passed up on the Michigan kid – in Aiden Hutchinson, it would be a crime that fan base would be an uproar. And mm. I know people were like, well, maybe it's going to be Sauce Gardner. He's from two. Detroit. I didn't know maybe, that actually. Maybe, maybe it's going to be Sauce Gardner number two. Do we not remember Jeff Okuda, people? It didn't work out taking a cornerback number three overall. Okay? I agree. I would take Hutchinson. Of course you take Hutchinson. We've seen the impact that defensive ends have had, or just edge rushers have had, in the NFL. Yeah. And that's why, like, part of me thought that Kayvon Thibodeau could go third to the yeah. Texans because of the impact of edge rushers and that there could be a run once the first two go off the board at one two. There's a lot of people that are critical of his motor, his, I'm doing air quotes, people, motor, <laughs> desire, um, willingness to put the work in, all that stuff. 
Those are valid concerns. In getting the getting comparisons to Jadevian Clowney, which is interesting because, I mean, the Texans did take Clowney number one overall, so maybe they don't want to make that mistake again. He's very talented, but he's clearly the most polarizing player in this in this draft right now. Someone's going to take a chance on him in the top ten. We'll just see, you know, who, we'll see who it is. Um, the Jets at four is an intriguing spot for him. Um, we know Robert Sala. I mean, that defense was really bad last year. Mm-hmm. Worst in the league. Um, I would be shocked if the Jets didn't take a defensive tackle. I know their odds right now is very heavily slanted towards defensive end. Um, I think that makes sense. I, I, I think Sauce Gardner makes sense. But the Becton news that we've kind of trickled through the grapevine today. Changes uh, everything. It changes everything. And so what, what Jared's talking about is, I believe it was Dane Brugler of The Athletic uh, had a piece about that there's a growing sense around the league that Mekhi Becton will no longer play for the Jets. Uh, that Which they, is a pretty bold claim. Yes. and it's the first round pick like, Three years ago. So, not even. Was it last year? All right. Or I it, think it was yeah, It was two or three. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was so, very recently. He's yeah. on his rookie contract. So, so you know, it's like, what are they going to do? Uh, 2020. Yeah, so, so, it's like, two years yeah. Ago, yeah. Like, what are they going to do with him? Trade him? Whatever. But if Makai Becton is gone, then the Jets Massive need hole at both tackles a tackle. Yeah. And Icky Okonu would be the tackle that they would take. That's who I would take. Yes. Now, my sources, because you know I'm a big source guy, hashtag sources. Sauces. My my sources, I did not do a lot of digging with the Jets. I Fair. did digging with the Giants. And I was informed of the Giants' love affair with Charles Cross. That And, and I'll be honest, at five, that's the pick that I would make. And if the, the Jets The odds do have pass, now shifted, by yeah. the way where Charles Cross is the favorite to be the fifth overall pick. And to be perfectly honest with you, I think there's a world where if the Jets, if let's say Robert Sala gets his way, and the draft plays out the way we've expected it so far, defensive ends off the board one, two, Stingley Derek three. Stingley, because that the steam with Stingley yeah, is, is unmatched. It, it, this, we're it's, talking, it's unbelievable. We're, talking, we're cooking White Castle burgers yes. with this steam, right? It's straight off the grill. He is now. Well, they don't grill them. They steam them. Oh, they steam. Yeah, they steam. Steamed, that's why. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's fair. That's Burger there, King doing the pun with the steaming thing. So why well, they pay the big yeah. bucks? Though. He's now plus two. He's now the plus two fifty favorite to be the third overall pick. He's gonna go three. I think. So Stingley, I, I feel very it, confident yeah. about that now. I think the first three picks of this, in my opinion, this draft starts with the Jets at four, and the Jets are gonna have a very difficult decision. Mm-hmm. I K. There's chatter about Evan Neal, but I. We'll I see. think the injury concerns with Evan sure. Neal are real. Sure, but you know the, he's going to get taken in the top ten too. Sure, and then of course Thibodeau is the wild card here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then Sauce Gardner, I think, is a sa- very safe pick at four. And then once we get to five, let's say the Jets do decide to go defense with that fourth pick, Thibodeau, Gardner, mm-hmm. and the Giants get their pick of any of these linemen, and they Neal, take and they take I, Cross. I think they take Cross. Yep. So Cross, I, I got him uh, uh, about. Six hours ago, over at Caesars, at six to one to be the first lineman taken. That's not a bad bet. I like either. that. Yeah, that's not a bad bet either because you can come back off of it with IK under four and a half. Yes, and you you're not going to lose. You had, you had your bet. You're, you're yes. either going to win a six to one or you're going to win. A, I think it was laying twenty five cents uh, for the under four and a half. It's yeah, minus one twenty five. Yep, that's what. Yeah. I, that's so what you're going to win one of those mm-hmm. bets, mm-hmm. which is not a bad position so to be in if you got a six to one in your pocket. What I did was I took uh, eight to one on. Ikea Kwonu to be number four to the Jets. 
That's and another then, way to hedge it, too. And then I did under four and a half in case the Texans take him. Yeah, that see, that's why I wouldn't if if you're playing if you think Cross is a decent bet at six to one to go to the Giants. I mean at six to one to be the first all O lineman taken, which I think is a good bet. I would not also bet IK at four. Mm-hmm. I would just bet under four and a half because then you're playing with fire. IK goes one. Yeah. And 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 cross, you're you're you know, you're screwed on both. So with the Giants, the reason why it's so interesting and, and why the market on cross is so interesting here mm. is because the Giants have five and seven. Hundred percent. And if they feel that there's multiple guys there and, and cross is the one that they're on, but Equonu is available as well. We got a lot of interesting scenarios to play out. We'll talk about them all coming up. He's Jared Smith from PicksWise. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. The VSIN betting experts have put together everything you need to bet on the draft this week. The VEASAN NFL Draft Betting Guide has mock drafts, analysis for every NFL team, odds, and best bets for the first round. Get the VEASAN NFL Draft Betting Guide today for only $10. Go to VEASAN.com slash draft. Scott Sadenberg back here with you, joined by Jared Smith from PicksWise. This is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. We left off talking about the Giants, where I think it, it's interesting at number five. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I know that they want Charles Cross. But if they think that they can get him at seven, it opens the door for them to take Kayvon Thibodeau at five, Sauce Gardner at five, and then the Panthers, I don't know what the Panthers are going to do. Maybe trade out of it. I, I can't see them taking Kenny Pickett at six. No, Kenny. Yeah. I, I mean, based on the quarterback situation, I'd be shocked if a quarterback goes in the top ten. Very shocked. Shocked. But – I just I think that if the Giants feel like they can get crossed because maybe a corner's on the board, maybe the Jets take Thibodeau or the Jets take Gardner, yeah. and it gets to the Giants and they have the, their pick of all three, Cross, Equonu, and Thibodeau, and um and, and Neil, maybe they they take a defensive player, whichever one's left, whether it's Sauce or Thibodeau, the Panthers take Equonu, and then the Giants take Cross because it seems like the Giants are the team that has Cross rated above Equonu. I've Where heard, everyone else has Icky above Cross. The Panthers are pretty high on Cross, too. Um, now, the Andrew Thomas situation with the Giants is intriguing. So, about that. Yeah. The Giants, at his pro day, put him through workouts as if he was on the right side and of the line. Because they think Thomas is going to play left. That's and the goal. Now Cross That's is, what makes Evan Neal off the board for yeah. the Giants, I think. Because Cross has not played the right side, no. but at least they worked him out. At his pro day, because they want and they liked what they saw. It's hard not to like what you see with the well, linemen. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're are, yeah. they're massive. Now, <laughs> yeah. the, the the one thing with IK is that he didn't really get the full money in terms of his collegiate career mm-hmm. in the ACC, whereas Neil obviously did, um, and and obviously crossed it to a Michigan State. So yeah. a bit of a different tape for IK than the other two, and I think the mean streak and just the coachability with Cross is what they like. I, I think Neil, because of the injury and the fact that he's kind of a hybrid left-right, I think he's off the board for the Giants. I think it's either Cross um, or IK for the Giants, and and I, I think the Jets are in play too. I think four and five in this draft 
are going to be the, the pressure points. I feel very good about one, two, and three. I, I, I think the, the, the top three picks of this draft, I mean, obviously anything can happen, yeah. but I, I feel strongly that one, two, and three are set, and four and five will be the pressure points, the trade points. I think Carolina at six, trading back, taking Pickett, the Tepper connection with him being a pit booster, and of course you mentioned Matt Rule, uh, is fascinating with Kenny Pickett, and, and let's be honest, I, I think even I, I heard a story today or read a story today that Carolina told Sam Darnold that they're probably <laughs> going to draft a quarterback. Now, that could be a fifth-round yeah, quarterback. Of course. Yeah. Um, but again, you start to hear these things, and then you try as a handicapper to put it all together. The issue this year is there's really no quarterbacks that are topping the market. No and making it easier for the rest of the picks to filter in, mm -hmm. we're kind of flying blind here without a radar. But I do feel like over the last 48 hours, the top three picks have come into focus. Yes, I would agree with that. And as far as the quarterbacks are concerned, I think we get three in the first round. Sure. Um, if you can bet over two and a half, I would do it. Yeah. The line has moved to three in some places, and I don't, we're not going to get four. Um, no. But three is a real possibility because the fifth-year option. And 100%. teams want to trade. There's going to be teams that trade back yes. into the first round, those final two or three picks, or maybe even the Lions with the final pick. That's the Lamar the Jackson theory. Exactly. I mean, someone, someone is going to trade into the back of the first round to get somebody they like yes. because they're hoping that that person is a star and they don't have to worry about the fifth year. Now, granted, if they're a star star, like a Jamar Chase or someone like that, mm -hmm. odds are they won't make it to the fifth year anyways. Yeah. But it's a better problem to have when you have the option. That, you always it, want the see, option. Yeah, so I had this conversation with somebody that I respect earlier today, and they asked me, and they were like, when has it ever come into play? Right? Like, okay. Because with the stars, you're right. The stars get paid. Um, and, but when has it ever come into play? Good question. And it could. The Giants have until, like, next week, whatever, to decide on Daniel Jones. Yeah. The thing is, you have to decide, like, in year four, if you want to pick up year five, which is very confusing, whatever. But my response to this person was, General managers and capologists, the people that count the dollars for these NFL teams, they want the flexibility. 100%. It's not about whether or not they anticipate even totally doing agree. this or they anticipate the money being an issue in five years. But the flexibility to have that fifth-year option, I think Sam Darnold, right? Yeah. You could trade him because you pick up the fifth-year option and then you trade him because he's got two years left. In so my opinion, a, yeah. the general managers hold all the cards when you have that option. Mm -hmm. And the way that the CBA is constructed, it's a little bit more player-friendly in the NBA, I think. The NBA, the players have all the power. In the NFL, they don't have as much power. But they have less power when there's a fifth-year option. Yeah. So, you again, the, the cap is the cap, and it'll go up, I'm sure, in the next four years because Amazon or someone will throw another boatload of money at the NFL. But I, I think overall... If you asked any general manager, would you rather have it or not have it? They're always going to want to have it. And mm -hmm. if there's a difference between, because what's the, you know, let's say a team goes from 34 to 32 to go get Desmond Ritter or 35 to 32 or whatever yeah. the, the small move is, mm -hmm. it's not going to cost you a lot of draft capital. But it, again, gives you flexibility and it makes a statement. It, it puts a little bit of more pressure on a guy like a quarterback, especially yep. to say, hey, listen, we, Lamar Jackson, we moved up into the first mm -hmm. round to get you. It puts the, the, the onus on the player, and it gives the team more flexibility. It is becoming a bit – football's business. What's going to happen is business. I think the Lions can do it at 32, mm. and I think that someone could trade for one of the Chiefs' picks at 29 and 30. 
Absolutely. to take a quarterback. Chiefs have two picks there at the end of the first round. One of them, they can move back into the second round. The Bengals are another interesting yeah. team at 31, too. The Chiefs they don't 29 need a and 30. Yep. No, I mean, they yep. could all move back mm-hmm. and say, hey, listen, we're going to get the guy we want at 40 or 35. We'll take that extra draft pick later, and we'll take the – and, you know, go ahead, take your quarterback. All right, give me uh, give me a couple of your picks that you've locked in here. Give me well, one of them right now. Stingley under eight. I mean, I got under eight and a half. I yeah. I, I I would pay whatever for it. But I we'll, mean, but at what it is right now, would you take it? Absolutely. What is it? Minus one seventy. Hundred percent. Probably higher than that. I don't. It, it, to, in my eyes, I don't see him getting past three. Stingley. So you got a five pick. Stingley cushion. top ten minus three fifty. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think Stingley is is Stingley a really top solid five plus one forty five. Hundred percent. I would take that too. I love that. Um, I I think if you could get cross. Seven and a half. I think it's a great bet because I don't think he's getting past the Giants. I know we cross al- top ten is minus three fifty. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a little pricey, mm-hmm. but I, I again, it's it's a win, and and I think that's the the calculus you have to do in your brain when you're betting this. These are there, there's no fumble, there's no fluke, there's no bullpen implosion yeah. that is going to stop. Cross from being a top ten pick, yeah. like it, it, it's it's not, it, and so that is why bookmakers pull their hair out or their teeth out. Most of them don't have hair with this draft because or any draft, and the, because of how popular the betting has become with the draft, the amount of offerings and really twenty twenty, the pandemic changed everything. Yeah, the pandemic made changed the it. NFL draft became the it was a combination of the pandemic and obviously um, legalized sports betting around 100%. the country, but it was the highest wagered on non-actual like sporting event sporting event ever in history the most bet on draft in nfl history was that pandemic draft. and i don't even say this as you know cocky or confident it's the most beatable event on the entire calendar which is why the books hate it exactly yeah. and that's why you see a place like circa and these guys are the best at what they do they didn't release offerings till this week mm-hmm. and you know the major shops don't have that option they need product and they need to push their product and that's why they're up and the limits are low. That's how they protect themselves. And they're going to do live betting as well. That, the draft. That's, I don't, I don't, God bless any of, any of the bookmakers out there doing live betting during the draft. I don't even know how you even try to consider uh, booking We that. talked to Johnny Avello from DraftKings last <laughs> week, and, and he said, you know, they're, they're, they're going to have live offerings, and the odds will move with every pick they that's made. They will and, move. And, you know, to, Sure. Yeah, <laughs> good good for them. But I, I made a couple other bets today. I, I made Stingley to be the first corner taken at plus 250. That was Caesars okay. uh, a little while ago. And I, I think Stingley is a very solid play. Um, a few other ones I like. If you don't, if you can't find over five and a half wide receivers in the first round, which you can't most likely. Yeah, the mine's moved up to six, six and a half maybe. But you can play it in an alternative way if you can find Jahan Dotson under 32 and a half. Okay. Which is floating around and town. And he I would think. be that six the sixth guy. Yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. And you could even get a seventh with Watson. I don't think Christian Watson, the North Dakota State kid, is going to mm-hmm. go first round. But that's a kid that a lot of teams have their eye on. But I think Jahan Dotson is going to go in the first round. Real quick, 20, 20 seconds. Who's the first wide receiver off the board? Okay. I'm hearing that his knee's okay. All right. Well, then I would take a flyer on Garrett Wilson or Drake London to the Jets at number 10. Because mm. I think the Falcons take the first wide receiver at number 8. He's Jared Smith from PicksWise. Check him out on Twitter at Jared Lee Smith. The number one draft pick of PicksWise. That's why he's wearing the draft hat there. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air. More NFL draft coverage, of course, as we are just days away from all the festivities here in Las Vegas. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network.
the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion, I could say that correctly, sports betting discussion around your local teams, well, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. You got CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joined now by our very own Dave Ross. You hear him all across the network, betting across America, and you watch him on First Strike, our combat sports show. And you follow him on Twitter at D Ross Sports. And he is the number one Mets fan here at VSIN. Uh, your Mets couldn't get one run for me, Dave. I needed over three and a half. They only got three. They left nine oh, runners on base. What's going on with the Amazons? Well, we gave you three runs. It's all we needed tonight to get by those Redbirds. And Scott, you and I were talking off air. And, uh, you know, I've been talking to some of my uh, longstanding St. Louis Cardinal fans like Michael Kim. He used to work with Michael back there in the stadium days. Tyler Fulgham over at ESPN. They're all big St. Louis Cardinal fans, best fans in baseball. And I told those guys, you know, this is a big series for the Metropolitans early. Out of the division and figure out where you stand against a team that feels like they, they probably will be a playoff team at the end of the year. Certainly will be in the running for a spot, especially a big span of playoffs. And right now, the Metropolitans are finding ways to win. And this is kind of very, it's an odd feeling for Mets fans because we're not used to this. Certainly coming back in the fashion the Mets did last night uh, and getting five of the night to, to pull that out was absolutely amazing. And then today, more pitching and defense. You mentioned not a lot of offense. Just getting the- At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare three runs a lot of hit by pitches though and i tell you man metropolitans i believe they've been hit 18 times so far this season tomorrow's game is going to be very interesting scott because it is a day game. I know it's getaway day here when we get to Wednesday, but there is a lot of bad blood right now with the Mets and just about every pitching staff in the National League. And tomorrow could be a strange game. And I know you got Cookie Carrasco uh, going up against the former Matt, and uh, former great Matt, rather, and Stephen Matt. And there's going to be a lot of revenge on the brain for a lot of parties involved here on both sides. Certainly, Matt wants to shove it against his old team. But if there's a hit batter tomorrow, Scott, it, it just feels like it's a combustible situation after Pete Alonso got drilled in the head tonight and then Marte gets hit in the ninth. And he said after the game, you know, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but it's got to stop and we might have to do something about it. Just put that on the radar for tomorrow. Messi might have a short bullpen anyway. If things get dicey with the pitchers and we got to retaliate, 
it could be one of those bullpen games we might get ourselves into tomorrow. Well, I, I mean, I tweeted it out when I sent out the video of Pete Alonso getting hit in the head um, that Major League Baseball, and I've talked to a lot of people about this, Major League Baseball really <laughs> needs to look into formulating their own substance. They know they banned yeah. spider tack yeah. and all these other, uh, you know, sticky substances and foreign substances. But if they develop their own substance, which I know that they've tried to do with the different types of rosin bags now, but if they just developed their own sticky stuff that, that was legal across Major League Baseball and they allowed it and they, they governed it, that's what needs to happen because these guys, they throw so hard, there's no control, mm-hmm. they don't have feel for the baseball anymore, and it's dangerous for the hitters. They, every one of these pitchers will yeah. tell you they don't have a grip on the baseball anymore. And you, Scott, and it's really, it will affect uh, handicapping at some point if this continues the way it is. It's an excellent point. And ironically, when Garrett Cole gave his infamous speech, if you will, or postgame trying to explain it, when it felt like it was a, a real getcha moment by Major League Baseball, where do you get all these guys? And, you know, Max Scherzer last year when he was still with the Nationals at the beginning of the year and basically undresses on the mound and challenges everybody. And we saw almost fights break out with the Phillies and Scherzer. And everybody's accusing everybody. Everybody knows they were using it. And to your point, the hitters didn't mind it because the pitchers could control the baseball. Chris Bassett said it last night after he had another great start. He said, look, I'm even losing control of it. It's a problem, and Major League Baseball doesn't care. It's going to affect somebody, and certainly in our industry, because somebody's going to get hit, somebody's going to get hurt, somebody's going to miss time, and it's going to affect the team for a long period of time. They've got to figure out something, and I know they're trying to be the good guys and be the police and clean it all up, but sometimes what you're cleaning up really wasn't the truest intent of the problem. And when the hitters are saying, we got to let these pitchers have some, something so they can control the baseball, that should tell you everything you need to know. Have you uh, finalized your NFL draft bets? Well, you know, it's interesting. Now that I see the quarterbacks start to get, obviously, juiced heavily to, to over three, Scott, if I can get a three and a half by tomorrow, and tomorrow's the last day, by the way, if you're betting here in Las Vegas, they got to pull them down 24 hours yep. before. So get those, you better finalize those wagers because they're going to get off the board when you wake up Thursday and go, hey, where are the bets? I can't make the bets. You're going to realize you missed the party. If I can find a three and a half, I might finally go counter and go under. Scott, I just, I, I was doing a show today uh, with Wes, Wes Reynolds and we were talking all about the NFL draft and it's really trying to break down what teams are in need of what. And really, the more and more you look at it, I mean, I think the defensive player is going to dominate the early part of this draft, certainly in the top 10. Then you're going to see that big run of receivers. Maybe we've gotten one quarterback in the first 20 picks. I'd be really surprised. Remember this, the Chiefs have two back-end picks here to round it out at 29-30. They're not going in that direction. So you really have about 28 picks. Do we think we're going to get four quarterbacks selected? No, of course not. 28 picks, right. So if you can find, I think a three – the worst you would do is push. Uh-huh. I'm starting to lean towards the under, Scott. I'm starting to think that maybe the best play tomorrow might be under three-and-a-half quarterbacks if you can get it. And even take the under at three, because I think three is the max that we'll see selected in the first round. But I'm really leaning just towards two in that first round. Yeah, the only thing that concerns me about it and why I think that we will get three is because I think a team could trade into back into the first round into those final picks, like maybe one of those Chiefs picks at the end, or maybe the Lions at 32 
take a quarterback because by taking a quarterback in the first round, you get that fifth-year option. So you get, the fifth year, you get the fifth year of control, and I think a team might be interested in, you know, calling up the Chiefs and saying, hey, you know, you don't need this. You don't need back-to-back picks here at the end of the first round. Why don't you move five picks down? You'll get an early pick in the second round and let us get this quarterback just so we can get the extra year of control. It's crazy to think, but back in the day, right, before we had the new rules and fifth-year options and all those things for control, you used to draft quarterbacks certainly in the later rounds, third, fourth rounds, that might now be late first-round picks because of that very reason for fifth-year control. It is amazing how that has switched really the parameters of where you take developmental guys. I mean, Jordan Love's the best example of it. I believe 23rd in the draft here a, a couple of years ago for Green Bay and, and moving up to get somebody like Jordan Love that you knew wasn't ready and wouldn't be ready for years and still might not be ready for years. So you are seeing teams, to your point, that are willing to trade up. Now, I don't think the Chiefs are any of those teams right now, but you're right. Another team might say, hey, you got two picks there at the end of the first round. Let's trade up with you and get one of those spots and take one of these developmental guys. It's amazing to think that organizations look at late first-round quarterback selections as pure developmental players that might not see the light of day for four or five years. Mm, interesting stuff. Um, who do you have going third to the Texans? You know, I think they are going to go corner because of Lovey Smith and his propensity for, for defense and for corners. The thing that I'm really curious about is which corner, because I'm telling you, I think Stingley might be in play here. I already, yeah, I, just, I, already, I, just, I just bet it. I just bet Stingley. Oh, I think, I think, I, think I did it. I put Stingley in there. I think that's a great play. I, I love Sauce Gardner, and certainly he's, going to, he's not going to be that far behind. But I, everything that I am hearing, it feels like Stingley now might be that guy to go at three. And I'm not sure what the latest odds are because they've been moving around. But I know you can get plus money uh, right now at Stingley to be the first corner selected because everybody assumed it was going to be Sauce Gardner. I'm with you. I think Stingley's the right play at three. Does the Mackay Becton news that circulated today with the Jets change your opinion on who they're going to take at number four? And now do you think that they're in play for an offensive tackle at four? I do, Scott. I really do. Because, I mean, you know, again, talking about it today on the show, on the Lombardi line, and I just look at, you know, when you look at Aquanu and, and you go, well, this guy clearly is a top five pick, and I know it feels like the edge rusher is now probably going to go one, two, take your pick there, but if you can get one, pick, take your pick for best offensive tackle, and you tell me he might be avail- available at four if the Texans go corner at three, I mean, the Jets have to be salivating because I think a month ago, if you had said that, you said, well, one of those tackles is going to be off the board. And now they both might be there for you, for the Jets? My goodness, I think it's too good to pass up. Yeah, it just feels like a good spot to grab the best offensive tackle if you're the Jets at four. Dave, I appreciate the time and the convo as always. Good luck with your draft bets. And yes, make sure you get the rest of them in tomorrow before 5 o'clock, okay? Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you, brother. There he is, Dave Ross. And uh, he can't reply right now, so I'll just tell him I'm betting against the New York Mets coming up here on Wednesday. Sorry, Dave. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 